Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Seth. And we're track walking. We are. And track walking. You're track walking. I was I was almost hoping that uh, this week we wouldn't talk because you'd be like, no, I recorded a whole bunch of track walking shows when I was at the track this weekend. Well, to be fair with the drive and stuff, I'm not sure that would have been realistic at all. <laughs> would have been so tired. And Seth, I say would have been. Right. Because I wasn't there. You did not uh, have a chance at a track walk because you weren't at the track. I took over a week off of work, um, not solely for Lime Rock Park, but also to hang out with my son. And the first Saturday evening, so I took off Friday and then the entire next week. So the plan was to hang out with the kid. Uh, All of us were going to go to Mammoth Cave, do the cave, drive back Sunday, um, hang out with the kid for a few days, get ready, and do one of the dumbest drives because we would have been with my son until like 7 p.m. Thursday. And GLTC practice... um, started at 11:20 a.m. on Friday in Connecticut. It would have been fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. just we'll just plan on it for next year. Do the same thing next year to see if it works. Yeah. You didn't do it this year. So, I got I got covid. Yeah. Um I started having this like just sore throat saturday night but like we were in a different climate and i'd been in a cave for like three hours um so i kind of thought that was that happens sometimes like if you get a sure. really moist day or something cave throat that's what they call it it's a thing yeah um i got the cave throat pop um <laughs> speaking of quoting movies before they were memes. Um, and Sunday didn't get any better, um, but I felt okay. Uh, came home Monday, started feeling real bad Monday. So I was like, huh, some, something's up. Took a test, test was negative. Took a test a day later, it wasn't negative. Um, <sighs> and... Damn it. So I had, we had by that point successfully spent enough time together that everybody got it, Um, which I'm not very, I wasn't very pleased with. Um, But um, I am getting over it. I'm still in the portion where I've still have to wear a mask um, anytime I'm, you know, out and about. Right. But they tell you you can be out and about. Yeah, I'm I'm still like I'm not going to the grocery store. I'm not like I'll still go to work, but that's like a big house with like one or two other guys in it, like yeah. doing their own work in a different part of the house. So I'm um, I'm at that stage. Uh Becky and my son are uh, a few days behind me. Uh, in terms of like when they actually started showing symptoms. So we 
talked about it and in retrospect absolutely made the correct decision um with all the driving and the lack of sleep and stuff um we would have been in rough shape i think yeah. especially becky because she had she was like kind of just getting into it by the weekend um and so not only for ourselves but even though it's an outdoor event and everything just it's didn't want to risk it um which i was super mopey yeah you sent me messages and like i could hear the moping through typed words yeah i i was really bummed and situation's complicated uh wasn't just the fact that we couldn't go racing that was making me mopey, but not being able to go to Lime Rock, which I'd really looked forward to. Um, teammate Brian DeFreeze was there, so you know would have been able to hang out with him and see the people and do this cool track and blah, blah, blah. Um, and all of a sudden, it's like, I mean, the car's loaded. Yeah. Car's loaded, fueled up. The van is like, fueled up packed all we had to do was put our clothes bags and the cooler in the van and raise the tongue jack on the trailer and drive away like that is where we were at and (laughs) in full admission when i when i looked at the when this this year's schedule came out it was like if i could go to one event this year yeah it'd be that one it would be that one yeah if I could arrange my life to attend one event, yeah, which the, I can't. The the Conquerors, the Legends cars and stuff like that. I mean, it's, you know, had there been like one event my dad really would have wanted to come to, like yeah. it would have been this one. Um, especially from like that era. They had like a, a wide body um, Volkswagen GTI. It would have been like a few years after the cars he raced, but like that would have been one of the cool cars he would have wanted to see for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was pretty sad. I was pretty sad. Um, and this, this goes to the whole, I mean, racing is hard and you, <laughs> you can't imagine the number of ways that racing can be hard. Yeah, I mean, and this is a new one for us. Right. I mean, I mean at least you didn't lose, like, two years of racing like right. James Houghton did. Right. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, I immediately, like, started trying to, like, look on the bright side, like, the amount in gas <laughs> I was going to save was significant. Right. Um, you know, the the stress and getting there and back um back not so much getting there like in time was going to be uh a challenge for sure um adam actually bumped the gltc practice back an hour because i asked him to uh, a few weeks ago i'm like so move the schedule for you just like i mean i i don't i don't think i would be like the only factor but I did like specifically ask. I'm like, hey, what's the latest you could possibly put the GLTC practice? 
eleven twenty. The whole event. No, don't change to accommodate Scott Robertson, and then he didn't even show. Yeah, and (laughs) I had already been texting with my two students, who I was very excited to instruct. I was going to be one of the lead instructors, and all of a sudden, I'm like getting a hold of other instructors. I'm like, hey, guess what? You've got another student here. Here's do the introductions, and it just. A whole lot happened in a short amount of time. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, I was trying to financially look on the bright side there. Um, won't need to buy a new set of tires now because didn't use them over the weekend. Um, so kind of switched into coach, um, coach and uh, race engineer brain and uh, tried to get Brian DeFreeze uh, up and running. So, and he had had, <laughs> so he had, he had his own, Jesus. I almost feel like we need him on the show. Like yeah, we, that was a there's mess. so much, there's so He's much still in, driving right now. It's, is he still on his way back? It's Monday evening. He might be back by now, but he was absolutely driving into today. Um, Today's Connecticut for for people who aren't familiar with maps, <laughs> Connecticut is is a long way away from Central Texas. Yep. Um. Thirty hours. That's about right. Yeah, because we drove out to thirty. Thirty. We, dro- we drove out to that neck of the woods. Where did we go? New Jersey or something? At the beginning of COVID, to buy motorcycles. <laughs> literally it was it was right when everything was shut down because sonia came with with my friend eric and i and she was like well i don't have school because they hadn't it was like right at that time where they had canceled school but they hadn't figured out what to do with everybody right and they were like just stay home for a week and and a guy called me like literally called me he's like you want to buy these bikes and like yes and so we got in the truck and (laughs) i think it was like on our way there we sort of like you know, we, we put it into Google Maps and went, ah, shit, that's a long way away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was, and we were like complaining about the 13 hour trip from here. And mm. no, it was, it was like three, because we just went out there, bought motorcycles and drove back. And it was like three full days of just like, that's all we did. It was our existence for three days. It was, it was phenomenally stupid, but. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, so the weekend before Lime Rock, uh, Brian had been staying with his dad in New York, and his dad was like, hey, there's a little track nearby. We should go take your Civic and my Corvette and do some laps. It'd be fun. Brian's like, okay. Yeah, his dad's a member there. They do there's a bunch of lapping. Um, he and Howard Lefevre drive around there a bunch, and uh, yeah, it's supposed to be a neat little track. And um, Brian went out, did a warm-up lap. Next lap, broke the front-wheel drive record at that track. Got a like little high school sports trophy. It's a great trophy. Uh, second hot lap, locked up the brakes and hit a tiny tree. <laughs> <laughs> tiny, like, like as big I, as your wrist a little yeah, bigger than yeah your wrist? i want to forearm i'd say forearm size forearm, yeah. 
Um, I want to say that again. Brian warmed up for a lap. He broke the front-wheel drive record. And no offense to Brian, that had to have been a soft record. Um, Brian's quick and the car's good. It's a bunch of old guys that drive Corvettes there. That's, and, I mean, And then he hit a tree. Then he hit a tree. Uh, he got his passenger side headlight, quarter panel, uh, hood, and splitter. But that also pushed things back into the ABS unit, which is apparently right behind the headlight. It is. And uh, screwed with his ABS. Uh, fortunately, didn't hit anything mechanical, but then spent the next like four days fixing the car. Um, so, you know, he did work, got off work, fixed the car, didn't get to like really hang out with his family for those last few days because he was fixing a car, um, which we know all too well about and it's not much fun. And he came into the weekend, not really feeling it. Yeah. Because he was tired and stressed. If there's a good side, he has now replaced almost every part on the car that I damaged when I drove it in the tire wall. So uh, my way my to, stuff is gone. Way to make this about you. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Like, I looked at it, I was like, dude, that's the same corner I dented. You know, I don't have to worry about it anymore. It's true. It's true. It's been far, far worse. <laughs> far worse now. Um, so, yeah. Basically, spent the weekend... Um, kind of take a look at video uh i think i watched qualifying or race one video one of the two um i think qualifying maybe and uh, i'm glad he did because there's data is good data is important but video is very important too um so we got that uploaded over the night took a look at it saturday morning uh kind of played with some tire pressure stuff and Really, all of it was helping Brian to, like, get refocused and calm down, really. Um, Just after the week and a half he had had, like, he was frustrated, he was tired, like, does he even want to be doing this? Like, is that a track he doesn't know, and it's a fairly high-commitment track? Um, It's just, it was a lot, and so he... uh, he had some throttle body problems at the end of race one. All of a sudden, like his throttle wasn't really responding. Um, so they got that fixed. No, that was after practice. Before we get into the races. That was after practice. Before we get into the races, what's the Ross Bentley connection? So Ross, Ross was just at NJMP. So this oh, was that the was, previous that was before. That was before. Okay. Yeah. Never uh, mind. Everyone who's listening to the show, ignore me. We're talking about something that's not relevant yeah, anymore. And this is how you know Seth doesn't actually read the post. He's just like, oh, oh pretty not. pictures. <laughs> oh, hey, well, Ross Bentley. I know that guy. Basically, yeah, I just look for the keywords. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, it's Brian came off of that into practice, had the throttle body problem, um, had been trying to, like, still figure out his ABS, like, you have to basically like electronically handshake the new ABS module, which oh, they just didn't have the 
stuff on hand to be able to do that so he didn't have ABS over the weekend. But it's like all this stuff, like trying to get it figured out before everything, only to have a throttle body go weird. So it's me spending like an hour and a half trying to find a new throttle body. He got one, but then that was ended up leaking, which was fixed with some duct tape. Um, big brain move by one of the Sunday Cup competitors. Yeah, I love racing. It's and and basically, like I was talking with James Morgan, friend of the show, who was there running Dino, but also trying to help Brian. And I was like, "Look, we've got half an hour before qualifying." And, and James is like, oh, we can absolutely get it done. And I could hear Brian in the background doing, well, I'm not, I'm not sure. Like he'd had a rough week, man. Like he was (laughs) kind of done. And so I told James, I'm going to hang up with you now. I love you. I hung up with him. I immediately called Brian who thankfully (laughs) answered. And I said, Brian, shut up, get dressed. Let James swap your throttle body. (laughs) which he laughed at and did um, qualifying was kind of messy. He had some uh, yellow and black flag kind of stuff. And so Brian got, didn't get out until after all that. And he got one flyer before the checkered flag. And that flyer happened to end him up in P 23, I think. So it was like well worth it. Yeah. to get the one lap in. So, yeah, that's that's how his weekend started after it had already started a week prior. <laughs> in some ways, you were more, I mean, you were certainly more useful to Brian. Oh, being yeah, I was off-site. I was this, so this much weekend. more helpful to Brian. Yeah, 100%. So you're still, you're still the hero we deserve, even yeah. when you're somewhere else. Help, helping a buddy. Yeah. Helping the teammate and the buddy. Um, yeah, so race one went okay for him. Um, he's got some sleep, I think, that night after karaoke and some other shenanigans or something. Um, kind of got through race two and three okay, and then race four was by far his best performance. Flag to flag, just... Um, you can, you can hear a lot over the phone once you get to know somebody about their attitude. Yeah. Um, and he was just, lap times were very consistent, um, consistently quick for him for the weekend. Uh, even while being passed, like he only dropped like half a second that lap and being passed, which I think was a, it's a great metric to be judged on. Right. In terms of like overall race pace. Um, made it through to the end and the car was still running and um, he happened to also be win the uh, Spirit of the Weekend Award. Yay! And um, so he gets a free weekend next time basically for being the kind of dude that everybody wants to hang out with. Yeah, he's... Uh... For someone who I don't want to say reluctantly joined GLTC, but like he was, it took I remember some when coaxing. He, yeah, he wasn't sure that's where he wanted to land with the car when he when he did that. He's 
he's kind of part of the group, like significantly. Yeah. It's, he's interesting. He, he's part of the group on his own terms. Right. Like he's certainly like wants to be a, is a part of it. Like, but he's doesn't want to get sucked into like any of the nonsense or the drama or any of that. He's just, he is in it as Brian. And I think that is aspirational (laughs) because even like his bad day on Friday, um, I'm sure it was still way more fun to hang out with than I was mid Ohio day one, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I, Ryan, his worst is better than Scott at his best. Is that where we're, we're going with this? It's maybe not quite, Maybe they not quite that dramatic. I would, but yeah, I I would say there's still overlap. But little, the, sl- little sliver. Yeah, that, <laughs> but the Venn diagram is certainly you can tell that there's two distinct circles there. <laughs> that um, sounds about right. Yeah. So, yeah, I think given that, you know, it's good that his weekend like had the, you know, kind of upward trajectory kind of ended on a really good note. And then, you know, to, to get the Spirit of the Weekend Award was meaningful for him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was that was really good. And um, Becky and I watched the live stream, uh, which was cool and terrible at the same time. Is this the first time you've watched a full live stream weekend? No. No, I've... Oh, um, you missed... What else did you miss? They didn't live stream NCM... But yeah, there was something PPIR yeah, yeah. they've done, they've live streamed before okay. that I watched. So there have been others, but But you meant to be there and yeah, then had to watch I the was live supposed That's to different. have been there. Like I had yeah. commitments to be there. And I wasn't. <sighs> because somebody didn't wear a mask when they should have. Well, I also didn't watch the live stream. Yeah. Because I was busy. Yeah. What did you do? I went racing. I, <laughs> did, did you mean to? I meant to. Okay. I did. Um, good. Good for you. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was back, following uh, through on your commitments there. Yep. I, it, as a matter of fact, I did. Um, I could have uh, shirked my commitments a little bit, and I didn't, because uh, as the summer was ending, we knew we were going to be back for this event. Um, Sonia said, um, she's like, nah, I'm, I'm pretty much done. The event is Saturday, Sunday. I moved to college on Thursday. She said, I've accomplished everything I want to accomplish in racing. She goes, go back and race with your team. Um, she's like, yeah, she was, she didn't (laughs) a month ago. She didn't even think she was going to come this weekend. She's like, I'm just going to stay home. I'm going to pack my stuff. I'm going to hang out be fine and then like a week ago a week before the event she's like i think i think i'm gonna come maybe i'll just like bring the 70 and then like do there's a a wonderful uh girl named juniper who's been doing the ladies races and she's like and she also rides a 70 and so sonia they've become friends and she's like i'm gonna show up she's gonna do the ladies race with juniper make sure she's got somebody to race with so we go up there I'm hanging out with my team back with back with the boys. I'm gonna race with them. 
got the Grom, which is a whole other story. Um, because they had the Grom all summer and it had <laughs> boy, did it have a summer. Um, but we get to the event and, and we unload the 70, and she's like, I'm just gonna take some laps. I'm just gonna go out, I'm just gonna ride some laps, see how I like it. And uh and she comes back in and she goes, I think I want to race. It's for the endurance race on Saturday. We're there it's Saturday at like we're there at like three and the race starts at five. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I think I want to race. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. She goes, no, you race with, you race with your team. I'll just do it by myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're going to go to a four hour endurance race by yourself. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, if you do a four hour endurance race with two people, it sucks. She's like, yeah, I think I could do it. She had, she had something to prove to herself. Yeah. She's like, I'm just going to ride the 70. I'm going to see how many laps I can do for four hours. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of work. And I was like, all right. And um, we signed her up and the the guy in charge of things goes, okay, but at two hours, she has to stop long enough to take her helmet off. You need to make sure she's doing okay. And then she can race the last two hours. <laughs> I was like, all right, take, fair enough. Take some um, blood sugar level. <laughs> yeah, just to make through. sure she's doing okay. Yeah. So all of a sudden, I go from pretty relaxing race day where I'm going to do, because we had four people on my team there, which meant that I would do two half-hour stints and be fine, to I am doing my two half-hour stints and watching my daughter to make sure she doesn't like pass out and die late in the stages of the race. Right. Um. And she decided she was going to stop every hour. So she'd ride for an hour, stop and take a drink without taking her helmet off. Just suck up as much water as she could through a straw. Go back out, stop at two hours, take her helmet off. Um, We would put a token amount of gas on the bike because it's a 70. It has three and a half horsepower. It'll go forever. Um, And then she'd go back out and then stop at three hours and then finish. And she did. I think if we added up all the time she spent not on track, it was less than four minutes. Jesus. And she rode 243 laps in four hours. And it was phenomenal. Like she just kept going. It was absurd. I remember so, the, uh, the picture that you posted on Instagram of her afterwards, like, she still had her full gear on and you could just body language. You could see the heaviness. And the she was so tired. <laughs> <laughs> she find, I, I remember she, she sat down to take her boots off and she looked at me. She goes, I don't think I can stand up. She goes, I might have to live here now. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, this is where I live. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was her endurance race. Uh, we also raced, uh, raced the Grom, um, fourth overall, second class. Uh, I went to get on the bike at an hour and a half. It was the fourth person riding. Definitely. I've talked about this before. The, I should not be here thing was, was so hard because the rest of my team is faster than me. Um, we were doing well and I was like, I'm going to get on the bike and I'm going to ruin it. Like, I'm going to go slow. I'm going to ruin our chances. Everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, that team's good except for that guy. He clearly is not as good as everybody else. And um, 
Long story short, my first stint, I was slower by a second and a half-ish a lap than everybody else on my team. But over the course of the whatever 35-ish, 35 laps that I drive, that's losing less than a lap. Um, yes. So it's not that bad. Um, the second time I got on was for the last half an hour of the race. And just before I get on the bike, helmets on, everything, one of my teammates comes over to me and he he goes, okay, we just passed the number four bike. We're going to lose that position when he comes in. If you can pass him again, we'll take them in the overall. <laughs> no pressure. It's like, awesome. So it takes us about between 12 and 15 seconds to do a rider change. That's That's how much time we lose. And so I came out about 10 seconds behind um this other guy and um we are about almost exactly the same speed we're both riding groms we're almost exactly the same speed the only thing if i have something on him it's that i'm better in traffic traffic um he's a little bit hesitant to do some of i don't want to say the sketchier passes but there's places where you're like there's definitely gonna be a hole there it's almost as big as a motorcycle i can definitely fit through there um, and he will hesitate a little bit. And I was like, all right, if I can not hesitate on any of those, I can make up that time. And about, um, 18 or so minutes through my half hour, um, <laughs> we actually caught up with Sonia who's riding around her three horsepower motorcycle and she's lapping about eight seconds slower than we were. And it was one of those things where, it's you're actually passing through a chicane. So you come out of a, come out of a right-hand corner, little acceleration zone, and then a chicane. Um, and he came out of the corner and kind of hesitated because if you go past the chicane, he could just motor right by her. And he hesitated a little second, just a second. And I went, boop, and I just, I went right around them, chopped the hell out of Sonia going into the chicane. <laughs> <laughs> which I knew she'd be fine with. I mean, not, not just me, but anybody in that situation, because I'd watched her racing with everybody. I knew she'd be fine. I just chopped the hell out of her. Um, and I was in the lead. <laughs> he, How, how'd that conversation go afterwards? At the end, he comes up to me and he's laughing and he goes, we're filing a complaint about using your daughter as a pick That's so you could pass. <laughs> And he was just laughing about it. And he goes, he goes, I knew I should have gone around her because at that point he could hear that I was right behind him. Um, so, um, so the endurance race was super, super positive because I did a thing. And during that, that stint where like I had to ride fast, I was actually seven, only seven tenths off the fastest lap that our team set. So I actually wasn't slow. Um, I was probably the slowest person on the team, but that, that was the spread of our team's times. Um, our personal fastest laps are only within seven tenths. Um, so we were, we're all about as good as each other. Yeah. Um, but I had a very positive race, which was, I don't say unusual, but it wasn't what I was expecting when I got on the bike at first. I thought I was going to be mopey that I'd get to this podcast today and be like, Hmm, bad at racing and uh especially for the beginning of the season too like just coming back 
yeah, I haven't ridden this. I haven't raced this bike since last year. Um, and it's a different bike to ride. Anybody who's ridden Groms and raced Groms will tell you that they're their own beast. Um, but switching from the, the GPU style bike that I usually ride to this is sort of the equivalent of going from a, you know, a front wheel drive car to a rear wheel drive car. They just handle significantly different. Um, same skill set, just you have to apply it a little bit differently to the motorcycle. Sure. Um, so that was cool. Um, Sonia didn't die. Uh, we did good. Did she um, mention that after the uh, race got over? That she didn't die? Well, no, about you chopping her off. Oh, yeah. She, she, she thought it was funny. She was she was like, dude, that was pretty close. So I was like, I figured you'd be okay. She's like, no, it was fine. But like. <laughs> She actually thought the other guy was going to come around her. She heard him. And so what happened was she thought he was going to come around her in that moment. And she was surprised when, you know, a quarter of a second later, it wasn't him at all, but it was me. Um, she was like, whoa, didn't, <laughs> didn't expect that. Disguise. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she was, riding a, she, was, she was riding a bike that she passed a couple people um racers with less experience but the majority of the evening um was just her she's got almost 95 percent of the corner speed that everybody else is riding but her her straight her straightaway speed is like half of what the fast bikes are yeah um and so it actually made her a very very safe person to race against sure because if you caught up to her in a corner you were going the same speed she was and then as soon as the track straightened out, everybody could motor by her. Yeah. Um, so it was actually a really interesting, safe way for her to race and, and do that. And as she said, she she's like, I exited the pits. I shifted to second. I shifted to third. Never shifted again. Whole, she said, I, I would ride an hour at a time in third gear. I used brakes at two points on the track. She said one of them was just sort of brushing them to set the front of the bike. She said everything else is just, it was just about corner speed, right? Like yeah. get the bike in there. It'll slow itself down naturally um, where it needs to get back on the throttle immediately. And she said, you just do it over and over and over, you know, 243 times. Jeez. <laughs> tired. I'm tired listening to that. Yeah. I rode 70 laps and I woke up the next morning and I was so sore. Oh, you're old. I am old. Although one of the other guys on the team broke a rib and practiced, so that he still raced though. But it was it was funny because when he woke up the next day, he was like, "I think I'm gonna die." <laughs> yeah, why, why does breathing hurt? <laughs> it's like everything hurts, and then we would just so I spent the whole day trying to be funny because every time he laughed, <laughs> it would make him like almost fall over in pain, which was funnier. Um, Friends are wonderful uh, like yeah, that. Yeah, I was about to say, that's, that's a good friend right there. How <laughs> <laughs> you broke a rib, idiot. <laughs> it's not like life-threatening. It's just a super life-annoying injury. Yeah, for sure. Um, but then we raced sprints, and it was wet at the beginning of the day, and I was a total coward. And uh raced five races, and uh, by race four, I didn't suck. And in race Four and five, I had a really, I had two really good battles. Um, so my endurance race or my sprint racing started out terrible, ended up good. It's kind of how my endurance racing went. Um, and I did do another. It's kind of cool to race with the same people 
um, over and over and over because there there are some people where you you will you're aware that they're aware, yes, and so you can you can do some passes on them because you know that they know that you're there, and they're not going to turn in on you. You know, you can be in the same position on two people. And one person's definitely going to turn in on you and crash both of you. Yep. And another person is going to give you that six or eight inches of room. That means that the two of you don't crash into each other. How about that? And so I got to got to do like a heroic under breaking pass on a guy who's been racing little bikes since like the mid eighties. Um, and is just super aware. Um, like, like if you're behind him, he knows. And the lap before I put a nose, like I just put a wheel on him knowing full well that I didn't have position. Like there was no way I was going to pass him, mm-hmm. but I could put a wheel there and I could warn him that it was going to happen. And the next lap I got, I got the whole bike there before he could turn in. And except it was one of those things where you're breaking like really, really late. And as I turn the bike and come off the brake, the whole bike slides. Like front wheel, rear wheel, the bike is sliding. I'm basically catching it on my knee. And I look over as I do this, and he is full gas. Like he is looking over at me full gas because he's like, awesome, I'm going to get back by him. (laughs) As my bike is going sideways towards his bike. And I was like, oh, no, you don't. And I got right back on the gas, and and I beat him to the next corner. And we got done with that race. And I walked over to him and he looks at me, he goes, that was awesome. Yeah. And it's, it's good to be in one of those situations with people that, that you know, you can trust. Yes. Um, and when you do those sorts of hard race passes on them, cause he's done similar things to me before. You're not going to be upset with each other because you've already sort of made that agreement in the past that this is the kind of racing we can do with each other. Yes. Um, yes. and so that was, that was a, it was a really neat, it was a neat moment to be in, in racing. Yeah. Um, there, there are a few people I will race harder than others because we have done it and we know like when our yeah. cars find each other on track, we, we, we know. Yeah. So we do. And that's super fun. Yes. Yes. Um, and then uh, on the way home, I got a flat tire in my truck. Oh. Like, just at, it was pouring rain in Dallas. And we got out of the Dallas Metroplex. And, like, just as we got out of Dallas, the the rain let up. And speed went back up to, like, 70. And I was like, whoa, this truck still feels weird. I thought that was just, like, towing a tiny trailer in the rain. And so I pulled over at the first exit I could pull over at and and the the left rear was like flat, like enough that that's not a tire you're gonna ever put air in again. Ooh. Didn't ruin the wheel or anything, but um then you know I have to get the spare that hasn't been off the truck in nine years or something. Well, at least rust isn't uh, an issue down there. It's the the wheel's got some barnacles on it. I mean it's fair. It's not, but it's, it's not Michigan. No, rust. no. There's, there's, there's times where you're like, yeah. If you get to that point, you basically have to cut the spare off the truck because it's not coming off. Correct. Um, 
but no, the, the spare came off and the spare had like, I don't know, 10 PSI in it, but we had the, the pump that we use for, um, pumping up motorcycle tires. So just, we were able to put, put enough air in it and just wait longer. It takes forever to fill up a truck tire with one of those little portable pumps. Yeah. That's, that's what we used. And I remember, um, needing a little bit of extra air in the, uh, van trailer and just like for two or three PSI at the upper range, it took like right. five minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, one. so, and don't turn it off too soon. Like you'd rather leave it going, put an extra PSI or two in it rather than like have to restart that crap. Cause right. So irritating. So yeah, it was just one of those things where, you know, we'd been racing for two days. My, my buddy who's with me <laughs> is as helpful as someone with a broken rib can be while you're trying to, to change a tire, which is a lot of moral support and, uh, making fun of you, making fun of you. And I was just not in the mood to be broken down. I was tired yep. and it was hot and I didn't want to be, I just wanted to drive home. I just wanted to go home. Yep. And, uh, instead I ruined a tire. That'll happen. Which requires purchasing two new tires, of course, because those tires are old enough that you're going to have to replace them as a pair. Yes. And that's exactly what I want to do now is spend money on, oh God, I didn't even tell you, like every day this last week, it's been something. <laughs> first day, the first day I dropped my son off at school, driving back from school in my Kia. Your new I get Kia? A, my new Kia. Okay. I got a rock chip in the windshield, like like two thirds of the size of a golf ball. And it is like, you cannot put it more in your eye line. If you said, okay, I want you to put a dot on this windshield in literally the most annoying, distracting place you could ever put a dot. It'd be like right there. It's just disrespectful. Yeah. And so I had to, and I talked to our friend, Bob of all things, Kia. And he's like, yeah, you're going to have to go. You have to order that windshield from a dealer. Said you can try to go to a regular place, and I got like a an online quote for it for eleven hundred dollars to have it replaced. And Bob's like, "Yeah, go to the dealer and have them do it." So I ordered a new windshield, which I don't think is in yet, and that was only uh, like seven hundred and forty-two dollars. God, and then it's whatever cool. it's going to cost to have them put it in. So, so like. <sighs> And then I went to take Sony to get a driver's test and I didn't have a piece of paper. Mm. So I failed as a parent that day. <laughs> and then she did get a driver's test done. So she's a fully licensed driver. But it was just like one thing after another, man. Yeah. And then my kid was sick on Friday. So he didn't go to school, but I've been driving another kid to school. So I'm like frantically trying to get a hold of him to see if he could actually get to school. And then I got to go racing. Oh, and the bike was like halfway broken. I had to replace a fork seal because mm. uh, when I got the bike from my teammates, the fork was leaking oil on the brake caliper because that's how the forks work. It happened to be that side. So Yeah, they didn't check or anything? No, well, no, they were like, oh, I think the fork's leaking a little bit. And I went out and I, <laughs> I rode it around for like eight or 10 laps at the local track and I came back in and it's like you can't use the front brakes. 
but you can just you can squeeze them and you just feel they're oily and you come back in and you let the bike sit for like 30 seconds and there's there's just oil dripping from the fork onto the caliper down and like off the brake disc there's a drip of oil on the brake disc active lubrication yeah like you can't this is one of those non-ignorable situations um yeah so yeah like i'm trying to get my daughter driving test and drive kids to school and put new fork seals in and trying to do a bunch of things. That's how I went into the race weekend, which is the other reason I was grumpy. And then you were sick. Yeah. And uh, that made me sad for you. Yeah. And my wife was in Iowa with my daughter, so she wasn't around for me to complain to. Rude. Yeah, it was kind of, it, she, she's fine. She like missing all of that was fine, except I kept sending her texts about like one tragedy after another. No, I mean, it's rude of her to, not be there to hear you complain. Yeah, she did a good job. She did. she did. Well, I wanted to talk about two things real quick. Okay. We don't plug things on here very often. And I want Were to we plug plugging plugging a thing? I want to plug two things briefly. Okay. One, we're in the middle of brake pads for charity. Oh yeah. For Robertson Racing stuff. Uh, G-Lock brake pads has put up a free full set of brake pads to the winner of our drawing. And how do you enter? You have to donate at least $25 to our charity. I'll put the uh, link in the show notes, uh, which is the American Brain Tumor Association in honor of my dad who got me into this thing and died from a brain tumor. So that's our charity. I think we're we're over twenty two, maybe twenty three thousand at this point raised. Awesome. And um, GLock's been great in kind of helping support us in doing this stuff the last few years. So it's any any of their compounds for any vehicle, any vehicle. And they make good stuff. And it's good stuff. Yes. Yeah. It's what we use. We like it a lot. Um. So yeah, check out the uh, check out the link if you're willing and able. It'd be pretty dope. Um, second thing is is I utilized a friend's small business called Racers Oil Analysis. Um, had one of those little kits where basically you, in one container, you put a clean oil sample, in the other container, you put a used oil sample. You mail it to him. He does some wizardry and essentially like takes the results and makes them understandable Um, because everyone always wonders like what oil should I use in my car and that's a virtually impossible question to ask but once you use some oil in your car he can tell you if it's working and what direction you need to go from there. So it's, it's a lot. It's a lot like asking Becky, "Hey, what tire pressure should I use?" Right. It, that's a big question. Um, but Bob, our friend Bob, the oil guy, um, Racers Oil Analysis, does a genuine service um, that is, I think, in especially his interpretation and explanation of the results is fantastic. So it's my first time using him. Finally. And, um, yeah, y'all should, uh, check him out. I'll put his stuff in the show notes too, just so you guys have it. 
And he'll have real conversations with you yes. about whether or not it's it's working. And if you change oils, whether or not those oils work better. Correct. Um, and it's because people think, yeah, but there may be people who think, oh, well, I do oil. You know, I have somebody do oil analysis for me. And he's doing this specifically for racers to. You need to talk to him because the the thing he's doing is really, really interesting. Yes. Um, aimed aimed at racers and aimed at actually making sure that their oil is performing in a way that's that's works for them in their race car and how they're driving it. And I was using a very good, high quality, expensive oil. Um, it's not working great. <laughs> so. <laughs> Wish I would have done this earlier. Um, so I'm going to be switching out and trying uh, trying the next thing. So and and I've talked to him about oils in a bunch of my street cars and other things that I've been doing, and uh, he's told me to use very cheap uh, and yet high quality oil, and he'll tell you exactly why. Yep. Like if you don't need to be spending eleven dollars a quart on on oil. He will tell you not to, yep. and this is why. Yeah, he's he's um, yeah he's not selling you oil. No, he's just telling you what the oil in your current car, as it's being driven, what's happening. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So brake pads for charity and racers oil analysis. Um, they didn't pay us. We I just I like Bob, and it's a service I think. Um, more people could benefit from and brain tumors should not be a thing anymore. I agree with that. I think, uh, I think that's all I've got for tonight. So yeah, I'm good. I'm still tired. You, you raced. I didn't, you did not. Yeah. But I'm Scott and I'm Seth. (laughs) Well, uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good one.